0: Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. I know you want to grow your business because let's be real. Who doesn't? But the reality is, is that if you don't know your business persona and you don't fully know the stage of business growth that you're in, you might accidentally waste a lot of time, money, and energy focusing on the wrong things in order to get your business from where it is to where you want to be. And if you know anything about me, you know I am obsessed with the show Parks and Rec, which is why I created a really fun and free quiz to help you figure out your parks and rec biz persona, which will help show you exactly what you should focus on for your next steps of business growth. So to take the quiz, you can head right on over to bit.ly forward slash quiz to find out your parks and rec biz persona, and then get custom advice from me based on that with what you should focus on next for your success. Today's episode is all about what to do if you've hit an income ceiling and you aren't sure what to do about it. It's also pouring rain here, so if you hear that in the background, that's what it is. (laughs) But you know, the show must go on, right? So income ceilings can be really frustrating I mean, obviously for many reasons, but you know, in our businesses, it's really exciting when we start to make money and when it starts to be more consistent and we're like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening. I'm getting traction. Like I, I can actually count on some amount of money coming in every month and maybe we start, uh, investing in getting support for our business and, uh, maybe even, like beyond a VA like a VA and a social media manager and and so on and so forth right So depending on where you're at with your income ceiling, whether it's thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or beyond, we start to make different decisions based on that money and usually as entrepreneurs you know we might not want to be, always shooting for seven figures. Not everyone is wanting to keep growing infinitely, but still, you know, we we want to keep our business moving forward. We want to make forward progress. We want to keep raising the bar for ourselves. And so while it's amazing that we have finally reached a point of some level of consistency, it can also be fraught with frustration if we just keep bumping up against that same level. So I wanted to take some time to just chat a little about a little bit about it so at least you can start to troubleshoot and figure out where you're at and uh, if you can get you know unstuck from there on your own or maybe you need some outside help. So there are two things that you need to consider first. Um, are you at the income ceiling because you've run out of time to take on more clients? Or is it because you're struggling to get clients? So first, we're going to talk about what to do if you've run out of time. So if that is what is holding you back, right? So maybe you are now at, uh, you know, 5K months, 10K months, 15K months, whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, I've got clients. It's great, but I can't take on anymore. So even if, you know, these people are done, then... If I replace them, like, I'm just going to be back to, to where I was, right? So it could be time. The first thing I want you to do is think about if it could be time to raise your rates. A really good indicator that it's time to raise your rates is if you are fully booked and you have a waiting list. I know this can bring up a lot of emotional stuff, but really and truly, it is a great indicator. Now, this doesn't mean you need to double or triple your rates. You could increase them by a smaller percentage, but really you should be raising your rates because then let's say you could take on, you know, five clients at a time and they're all paying you $1,000 just for easy math. Well, now if your next five clients all pay you $1,500, then you've pushed past that income ceiling, right? So that is really the simplest way to resolve it. And it's, it's a great, it's truly a great place to be in, um, even if it doesn't feel like it, but it means that people see the value in what you do and they want to work with you and you've done a really good job of delivering a high quality service or product that people want and people know, like, and trust you and you're do- probably doing a really good job with your marketing too. So another thing you could do is see if it's time to stop doing something that you don't love that fills your time and then either eliminate it or delegate it. So could it be that maybe you have been hanging on to delivering a service that you're like, yeah, I I don't even think I would actually want to do it even if I doubled the rate on it, right? But maybe you feel like you should keep doing it because it's something that people love or... Uh, it's like makes for a lower point of entry to working with you. There could be many reasons why you don't want to keep doing something, but I'm here to give you permission that no matter how much revenue is coming in from an offer, if you no longer want to offer that offer, you don't have to do it anymore. Right. And there's a few ways that you could still keep like profiting from that offer, right? Like it could be that you outsource part of the client work to uh, like a subcontractor or, you know, a VA or a junior person in your industry that you're training. You could always do that so that maybe you're doing the strategic consulting with the client, but then you have somebody else that is getting a portion of the revenue from that project, but they are doing the deliverables. That is always possible, or you could change the terms of how you do it to make it so that it is more enjoyable for you to do. But if you really don't want to do it anymore, you do not have to. And then you can focus on offers that you really do love that you will enjoy offering, enjoy delivering on, and will pay you more money. And the third thing is that you could create a new leveraged offer that doesn't take as much of your time. So I love doing offer design. In case you didn't know already, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's one thing I'm really, really good at. And this is really a matter of deciding what you want your next big thing to be. Now, the most common ones are like courses and memberships, but that's not always the case, right? So it could be something as simple as as doing a once-a-month workshop that is entirely paid that brings in an influx of cash and doesn't take you a lot of time to do. Or you could toggle it on and off as you see fit when you want a cash injection. There's many different ways you can do a leveraged offer, but a leveraged offer can be a great way to keep doing the work that you love. So if you've already raised your rates and you've already gotten rid of types of offers that you don't love and you still want to be making more, then it's time to think about a leveraged offer. So if you're on the other side of this and you're like, well, no, actually, Erica, I'm an income ceiling because I'm not getting enough new people in, door- in the door. Like you have room in your schedule. You can take on more clients, but they just aren't there. Here's what I want you to look at are you consistently doing visibility activities? So this is all around, um, this is all going to be around marketing. All of these steps are going to be around marketing. So are you consistently doing visibility activities? I have other episodes all about marketing and visibility if you want to check those out, but really pick two or three places. So, you know, are you going to be on Instagram and LinkedIn and then a guest on people's podcasts? Are you going to be on, you know, Instagram and then be a guest to people's, Um, like paid membership groups? Are you going to do guest blogging? Like there's all different ways that you can be visible. But really the key to those is to be consistent. You don't need to be in all the places. In fact, you probably shouldn't be. That's an easy way to burn out. But pick two to three and then show up there consistently. Next, are you making it crystal clear who you serve and how you help them? Sometimes we just have to be abundantly clear so that people actually know. Because there are a lot of people online, you know, maybe even people you follow on Instagram who you love following, you know, they have a business, like you love their content, but you're also kind of like, I don't actually know what they do, right? It doesn't mean that they're bad at what they do, that they're bad at the paid work that you can hire them for, but maybe they just aren't making it clear enough in their marketing to say, I do X, Y, Z for these type of people, right? So it is okay every now and then, it's not pushy, it's not sleazy, it's not any of that, to just in, in your copy, in your content, to make it very clear, to remind people, this is who I serve and this is how I serve them to help them with such and such problem, right? Just make it abundantly clear. Don't make it murky. Uh, next up is, are you giving clear calls to action and talking about your offers? So a lot of times we get nervous because we think that talking about our offers sounds pushy, sleazy, salesy, all of that. It is not. You are literally giving people information. You are empowering them to make their own decision. But they cannot make a smart, educated decision if they don't even know what it is that your offers are. So I have a podcast episode back on the the 80-20 rule. It's one of the earlier ones. But 80% of the time, just give good value. 20% of the time, pitch what you have. And just be very clear. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to go look at a sales page? Do you want them to book a call? Do you want them to DM you? Do you want them to put their email in? Whatever it is. And an offer, when I say offer, I don't even always mean paid offers. If you have a killer freebie, a killer like opt-in, something great, um, an upcoming you know, workshop or webinar or something that you're doing that's free and you want them to sign up for it, you can make a call to action for that as well. In fact, you should make a call to action for that as well. So periodically make sure that you are actually telling people very clearly what you want them to do if they are interested in whatever that thing is that you have. Uh, Next up is, are you speaking to the wrong people? It's really, really, really great to want to be able to help everyone, but we can only market to the people successfully who are the people who are most likely to pay us for our offers, right? Regardless of what those offers are or the price or anything. So when you're thinking about, okay, what am I going to say in this Instagram post? Don't always think about all of the people who follow you and are like commenting and engaging but maybe are not the right fit clients for your offer. It's great that they're there. It's great that you, you know, they're obviously getting value from you or else they wouldn't be there. But you don't need to always have your messaging speaking to who is there. Instead, speak to who you want to be there. Speak to who your offers are perfect for and trust that when you speak to their pain points, to their, um, you know, things that they're struggling with, to their frustrations, to their goals, to any of that, it will work like a beacon, like a bat signal, and it will attract in the right people. It truly does every single time. And you're not, you're not going to be like mean or alienating people or whatever, but it like the onus is on you as the business owner. To be sure that your messaging is going to the people who your offers are the best fit for. And lastly, can you raise your rates or improve your existing offers? So it might just be that it's time for you, like you are ready to raise your rates and, or, you know, repackage something or uh, come up with a new offer or like zhuzh up a current offer. There are many different ways that you can do this. Just like how with the other group of people, the people who are maxed out on time, creating a leveraged offer. Is there something? Let's say you have your clients, uh, and you know you're getting in a few, but you have room for more. Well, maybe it's still time for you to raise your rates, even if it's just by a little bit, so that the next client you do get in, suddenly you're you know you're making more money, right? And what about? When that client is done with you, is there another like touch point that they need help with after? Do they need some sort of ongoing support that's like a level down? Could they be moved into like a group program or a membership? Uh, Should you have quarterly check-ins with them? There's all different ways that you can off-board people into ongoing offers once you've already served them. Or there might be room for another offer that preps people before they work with you. So like, let's say you are a, you know, brand designer, like you help do people's like entire branding package, right? Well, maybe there's something that people need to have figured out before they actually spend several thousand dollars with you on their branding package, right? So maybe there's something that you could sell that's $500 or $1,000 that walks them through the fundamentals of your process so they can be, at least, you know, get off to a good start on their own of figuring out their brand, figuring out, you know, who they're speaking to, um, you know, maybe some color palettes, whatever, like whatever it is that you want, that could be something that is sold at a lower cost and primes the pump so that, As they are getting their business going, then as they have more revenue coming in, they can come back to you and buy your actual done-for-you package, and they have a lot more clarity um, for your intake form and stuff, right? So there's all different ways that you can do that there, but those are just some things to consider. So again, kudos to you for getting to a point of consistency, Uh, It can definitely be something that is really hard to do, but fear not if you have reached that income ceiling. And one of the things that I do with my clients, well, a couple of the things. So for the people who are totally maxed out in time and need a new leveraged offer, I have an intensive for that called Your Next Big Thing. Um, and you can actually learn more about that if you go to bit.ly forward slash NBT hyphen intensive. So stands for next big thing intensive. Um, I'll say that again. So it's bit.ly forward slash NBT hyphen intensive. And th- that is all lowercase. So if you are if you are at that point and you need full design of that offer and a really simple launch plan. That is one thing that I absolutely love to do. And if you're on the other end where you're like, things are kind of a hot mess and I don't really know what I need to do, but I know I need to do something. And I am very confused about marketing and my messaging and my product suite that is what I do in my six-month coaching. So either way, if you're not sure, uh, be sure to find me on either my website, ericatebbins.com, or over on Instagram at consulting. Even if you are just listening to this now and you're not quite there at the income ceiling, I love to say hi to my listeners. So take a screenshot of your podcast app, post it in Insta Stories, tell me your biggest takeaway from the episode, and be sure to tag me at ericatebbinsconsulting.com so that I see it. And as always, happy selling. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.